Welcome to Changemakers, a podcast from APH. We're talking to people from around the world who are creating positive change in the lives of people who are blind or have low vision. Here's your host. Hello and welcome to Changemakers. I'm APH's Public Relations Manager, Sarah Brown, and today we are previewing the upcoming 2022 Insights Art Competition during APH's annual meeting. We'll learn more about the program and speak to an artist. After that, we'll hear about the upcoming Helen Keller Symposium. Up first, we have Visitor Services and Insights Art Coordinator, Meg Outland. Hello, Meg, and welcome to Changemakers. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, can you talk to us about Insights Art and what it is for those who might not be aware? Yes, so um, back in the early 1990s, APH started the Insights Art Program and Competition, which is an international art competition for students and adults who are blind or low vision. So back in the early 90s, There really wasn't a lot of opportunity for artists who are blind or low vision. Um, It just really wasn't, there weren't many good programs. So APH wanted to create a program that would spark inspiration for folks who are blind and low vision, who are artistic and creative types of people. So we've been around ever since then. Talk about some of the work you've seen submitted for Insights Art in the past. We receive countless entries each year. Um, We have artworks of all different kinds. Um, Think maybe like crochet pieces. We actually received a um, crocheted blanket this year. Think 2D artworks like canvases, um, sketches, drawings. And we also receive a lot of sculptures. Um, Throughout the American Printing House for the Blind, we have artworks that are hung up throughout the building. We have sculptures in folks' offices. A lot of those that are hung up are older artworks. And I know you're new, pretty new in your position, but can you talk about some of the products that are available for children who are blind or low vision that they could use to create art? So like I had mentioned earlier, um, Insights Art was created because there weren't enough opportunities for artists who were blind or low vision. Um, So I'm really grateful that we exist, but additionally that APH also creates products for artists. Um, One of my favorites that we actually featured on um, our Insights Art Facebook group is the um, Paint by Number coloring book series so um they have an aquatic one that has an octopus and a clownfish and a dolphin and then they also have a safari one as well that features other safari critters but these are paint by number coloring books and they're also tactile is there anything else you'd like to add about insights art so this year is going to be our first year in person doing an award ceremony since 2019. The past two years, 2020 and 21, have all been digital. And I am really looking forward to meeting artists that I have not been able to meet before. I've been in contact with some people, but I am truly grateful that we were able to do an in-person exhibit and ceremony and dinner. I think it's really great that 
artists from around the country and even around the world can come together and meet one another and share their inspiration and share their artworks because they're extremely talented. So I am very much looking forward to that. And I encourage everybody who either is in Louisville at that point in time, it's October 7th, um, come and check out the exhibit. Um, any employees at APH that want to stop by and see the ceremony and visit the artists, I really encourage that as well. I think it's going to be a really exciting time. Thank you so much, Meg, for joining me today on Changemakers. Thank you. And I have put a link in the show notes to Insights Art. That way you can get more information and learn how you can submit for next year's art competition. Now we're talking to Insights Art artist, Kylie Sykes. Hello, Kylie, and welcome to Changemakers. Hello, thank you. Now, can you tell us a bit about yourself? I've been going to the Braille Institute for a number of years, and I am involved in their art department specifically as both a volunteer and a student. And um, to be honest, if it wasn't for them, I would not be where I am today. So I am very, very thankful for everything that they have provided me. Talk about how you got into art. Sure. Um, I got into art because of, um, my love for, uh, creating pretty things and, um, it was just something that I thought I would be able to do because of my visual issue. Um, I just thought that, Hey, you know, why don't I get into, um, doing lots of rugs? And that's what started my whole art industry basically. <laughs> is um, my mom teaching me to do latch hook when I was very young. And um, I've just, I've stuck with it. And since then, like I said, um, I have delved into a few other things, thanks to the Braille Institute, such as mosaics and um, poetry. And I'm now a published poet as well. Talk about the process that you take when you're creating a rug. Um, well, latch hook is pretty simple um, because I don't get into the real involved ones. <laughs> I stick to um, the rugs that have guides with them or maps, if you will, Um Although some of them that I have done have not, and they've just been, um, the colors have just been printed on the canvas and I've, I have gotten way nervous with those, <laughs> but I've done them and, um, I've pushed through and just gone with it. <laughs> How do you create art from start to finish? Can you just talk about that process? Um, sure. I, basically start with a canvas. Um, there are different sizes, but normally I'll do a 12 inch by 12 inch. And um, I use a special tool called a latch hook. 
and um i um like i said i follow a map um the map that comes in the kit with everything else and um the yarn is already pre-cut which is nice and um it's almost like um tying knots with a tool basically and is there anything else you'd like to say to an aspiring artist that might be a bit intimidated my advice is if you think you can't do it try it because you never know it may be something that you will learn to love. Thank you so much, Kylie, for joining me today on Changemakers. You're very welcome. Now we're going to take a quick look at a local Louisville event coming up in September. That's Hidden Legacies of Helen Keller, a symposium. That's going to happen on Saturday, September 17th through Sunday, September 18th. We have APH's museum director here, Michael Hudson, to talk briefly about what you can expect from the two-day event. Hello, Michael, and welcome to Changemakers. Thank you, Sarah. So talk about your role in this event and Helen Keller and what the event is. Well, my job has been to, I'm kind of like the logistics guy. Um, We decided several years ago that to kind of as our big announcement uh, uh, that the American Foundation for the Blind Helen Keller Archive had arrived in Louisville, we wanted to do a history symposium. And um, originally we had scheduled it for uh, her birthday this summer um, in June. But if you remember back in uh, January, as we were pulling everything together and getting our program uh, situated, the COVID was just deadly. And, uh, you know, Kentucky was in the midst of a, a big surge. And so we decided that we just weren't ready to do it in June. And so we we postponed it until September 17th and 18th uh this late late this summer and that's really helped us a lot to to pull pull all our logistics together to get all of our speakers you know it turns out sarah that planning one of these meetings i have never done it before to plan a big history symposium and so we've got 16 presenters coming in from uh all over the world uh uh, we're bringing, I think the farthest away is uh, Ian Hutchinson is coming in from the University of Glasgow. Um, we have somebody coming in from Canada. We have uh, Oklahoma and Massachusetts. Uh, so all over the country. Uh, and um, and the, 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 the idea was that, you know, the AFB Helen Keller Archive is just this amazingly rich resource. And we want to encourage uh, researchers. And so we needed to let, you know, kind of the, the history field, um, um, blindness advocates, um, disability advocates, disability historians know that it was, it had moved from its home in New York down here to Kentucky. Um, and that we were set up to, to, to assist researchers to, to work with the collection. So we, we started recruiting a lot of people who are doing all kinds of different topics around the life of this amazing American woman, Helen Keller. Um, 
And we, we're also looking at, you know, there's this thing in, in the disability community, you know, nothing about us without us. And so we wanted to make sure that we had all kinds of voices. We had young voices. We have veteran voices, um, you know, young authors who've just written their first book. Um, we have a couple of those. We have people who are going to be presenting in ASL. Uh, we have one uh, presenter, uh, Christina Hartman, very much looking forward to her presentation, which is going to be in ProTactile. So ProTactile is it's uh, something that has r- largely come right out of the deafblind community where a interpreter is behind uh, Christina um, signing onto her back, telling her what what is going on in the room? What is she is seeing? And then uh, Christina is communicating to the room using ASL, American Sign Language. And then another interpreter is speaking for her to the to the room. So just just the accessibility uh, part of this meeting is going to be really exciting and educational. Um, you know how people communicate uh, historically. Of course, Helen historically interpreted by doing what's called manual sign language, um, although she did really work hard trying to teach herself to speak. But unless you, unless you were around her a lot, it was, it was hard to understand what she was saying. So she, usually she had an interpreter as well, um, but she would, she would uh, manually speak into uh, Ann Sullivan or Lady pa- later Polly Thompson's hand, and then they would speak for her. And then when someone would speak to Helen, they would be fingerspelling into, into Helen's hands. Um, and so, ju- you know, this kind of development of the way we communicate um, is, is, is just as much a part of the meeting as um, – as the the hidden legacy of Helen Keller. That's the title of the of the symposium, Hidden Legacies. So it's a two-day event. Talk about what people can expect. You just talk, touched on Helen Keller. Talk about the fee and where the symposium will be held. Sure. So um, so we are co-sponsoring this with the Filson Historical Society here in Louisville. They have a brand new conference center. So right now they're just really well set up to host a meeting like this. And although when we remodel our building, we will be able to host meetings like this. Right now we needed a partner. So we we're it, the meeting is actually over at the Filson Club or the Filson Historical Society. And um it's over two days. So on Saturday, September 17th, there's a full range of, uh, of uh, symposium meeting, uh, conference sessions all day long. Uh, we're going to have a lunch, a box lunch. And then uh, the evening keynote uh, speech is by Dr. Sanjay Gulati, uh, a child psychologist who works with deaf children, um, who's, who's working on this thing called language deprivation He's studying the way that the brain develops uh, in young children when uh, when you have a disability uh, uh, like Helen had, uh, uh, either deafness or deaf blindness. And then on Sunday, uh, we're going to start the day out with a tour here at the American Printing House, and you're going to get a behind the scenes tour of the new 
AFB Helen Keller archive space, um, as well as our Braille floor and the, and the museum. And for a lot of people, that may be the last time you get to see the museum before it closes. Um, and then in the afternoon, we'll be back over at the Filson Club for the, the final session. So it's a day and a half uh, a packed, just jam-packed full of, of sessions on all aspects of Helen's life. Um, and, you know, a lot of people think they know who Helen is and was because they've seen the miracle worker once, but you know, that, that, that play ends with her seven years old and she lives, you know, until 1968 travels all over the world and just does amazing things. And so we're gonna explore all that. And so, yeah, there's a the the registration fee. So so the registration is is free of charge to uh, APH staff members and board members and members of the Filson Historical Society. And then for the general public, it's seventy five dollars uh, for the full day, two days, and then twenty five dollars for students who are enrolled. Enrolled students twenty five dollars. Is there anything else you'd like to say about this event? Well, I'm just really excited about the diversity of our speakers um, and the fact that we have, you know, representatives of a lot of different communities. Uh, and, you know, Helen is she she can be sometimes is an ambivalent figure to certain uh, communities like the deaf community, um, because she was so influenced by Dr. Alexander Graham Bell, who's this prominent oralist. Oralists thought that oh, deaf kids should be taught to read lips and should learn to speak. And in the 20th century, the deaf community really fought back against that. And uh, they, they, they fought to recover the right to use ASL um, and to, uh, to, to control the way that they communicated. So, uh, you know, Helen is kind of an ambivalent figure to them. So it's going to be very interesting. We're going to have lots of scholars who've worked on this and are from the deaf community and from the deaf blind community. It's going to be really um, awesome to explore the way that Helen is seen by different communities. All right, Michael, thank you so much for joining me today on Changemakers. Thank you, Sarah. We're looking forward to it. It sounds like it's going to be a great event. And for you out there listening, I've put a link in the show notes so you can sign up and join in on the symposium. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Changemakers. I've put links in the show notes so you can learn more about Insights Art, APH's upcoming annual meeting, and the Helen Keller Symposium. Have a great day, and remember to look for ways you can be a changemaker this week.